This episode of the Blackstick Global Podcast is sponsored by Blackstick Global Passport. Join aspiring Black expats, expats, and repats, where you can build community, get resources, and gain support along your journey abroad. You're invited to join Blackstick Global Passport. Inside Passport, you'll find exclusive workshops on everything from expat taxes, financial planning, insurance, job boards, accountability check-ins, and more more. You can even take Passport on the go with our app available for iOS and Android devices. Just click the link in the episode you're listening to or visit blacksitglobal.com and click on Passport. See you inside. Close your eyes and imagine living a life you love, unapologetic and unbothered, free from daily microaggressions from Karens and Kens, Free from the fear of police brutality and systemic racism. Wouldn't that feel amazing? Now open your eyes. What if I told you that it's possible? Hear inspiring stories and get the actual blueprints from brothers and sisters of the diaspora who are living out their wildest dreams abroad. You've heard the term, now be inspired by the movement. I'm Krishan Wright, and this is Blacks at Global. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season three finale of the Blacksit Global podcast. I am coming to you literally the day before this episode airs, which is typically not the case. Um, but as some of you know, I've had some personal challenges that I will talk through in this episode to give you a light on where I am in my personal journey towards my move abroad, as well as some words of encouragement to help support you on your journey. So this season has been incredible, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, this was the season for me that we really, really stepped up our game. Um, there were some amazing guests that I had on the show. Everyone brought their A-game in telling their story and articulating it so well. I am so grateful for every one of my guests, whether it's this season or previous seasons. Um, it is just so impactful and inspiring to hear such authentic and um, vulnerable stories about their journey. Um, I find it very empowering. And then with that, I wanted to talk about the importance of architecting and designing your journey. You know, this is your assignment. This is your walk, regardless of where you are in your journey. If you just thought about moving abroad, if the pandemic showed you that there are other alternatives if you're in a stage in your life where you're thinking about, well, what else is there? Um, this is a great time. You know, there's a lot going on, obviously, with, you know, the pandemic. And if you're, if you're in the U.S. and even in other countries, right, there is and continues to be some global unrest. Um, but the thing that I want you to keep in mind is it's okay wherever you are in your journey it's okay if you also have to change plans. Um, and I want to double click on this one for a minute because this came up in the Facebook group where some people were on their journey and planning and circumstances have happened and they have either taken a step back or re rethinking or readjusting their plan. To that, I say, it's okay. You know, there is no race. You are running your own race, you are in your own lane, there is nothing to prove. Even for myself, as you guys know, listening to this podcast, um, you know, we're at the end of season three. And each season, each time I give an update to open or close the season, I'm sharing where things are. I've had to pivot. You all know that New Zealand is always and will always be my number one happy place. But obviously, one, they're not letting anybody in. Two, I'm at that age where it's like too young to retire, too old to be on a work visa there. 
Um, And three, and most important, is that my youngest is going to college in 2023, and she doesn't really want her mom to be 28 hours away by plane. And so I've had to make some adjustments, not to mention, and I'll get into that a little bit more, um, with my mom's health. And so I've had to uh, rethink my journey. And I shared some updates, you know, um, either on this show or on our YouTube channel. And I'm hoping that you all are subscribed. Um, We have had some fire fire content and I'll go into that more a little bit later. But I want you to know, like, I have had to readjust and rethink. And really, it was this platform, creating this platform, that enabled me to learn more about countries that really weren't on my roadmap. And I was able to kind of narrow the universe uh, and give myself a timeline because it was really important for me to narrow the universe, make uh, do my scouting trips and I'll link a video that I did on our YouTube channel about what to do for your scouting trip and uh, gave myself a deadline by spring to choose a country. And after that, it is no more, <laughs> you know, no more running around. Um, I really need to be head down, super focused with my daughter um, because it's family first. You know, if things aren't right there, nothing else matters. The The plan doesn't really move forward. So um, it's really important that um, I don't have conflicting priorities. So uh, I wanted to give an update because I know in the Facebook group, there were some uh, level of curiosity. Um, I did narrow down my country selection in one of those countries was uh, Costa Rica. So I went at the end of October. And originally, I had planned to go live and give some updates, maybe do some interviews with some people. Um, None of that (laughs) happened. Um, And I also didn't want to record anything about Costa Rica and my experience too close to my journey there um, because I wanted to make sure I was framing it in the right way. Um, And to that end, I say I enjoyed the beauty of the people of Costa Rica. They were so, so welcoming and nice and helpful. Um, I did my best to uh, force myself really to communicate primarily in Spanish um, with the help of Google Translate. And while my Spanish is uh, elementary at best, um, I do that when I'm in a country. I try to do some work before, um, with the exception of my journey to France. And you guys know about that in the episode that I did with Marsha. Um, in season one. (laughs) Um, But I was really struck by, you know, how welcoming folks were, the challenges. So to sum up my journey uh, in Costa Rica, so I left Newark and went to the airport, got on the plane, and we didn't have a pilot. So that kind of started the domino effect. So because we didn't have a pilot, I missed my connection. I had to stay in Houston overnight. Uh, The airline wouldn't give me my bags. Um, So thankfully, I was able to um, see my cousin uh, who lived not too far away. Shout out to my cousin, Dira. Good looking out. (laughs) Um, And then the next day, boarded a flight, the first flight, actually, out to Costa Rica. So I was due to land at noon and my shuttle wasn't until two-ish. I think it was about two, two thirty. Uh, so it was like, oh, two hours to get off the plane, clear customs and go across the street to um, get my shuttle to take me to Puerto Viejo. Well, uh, I got off the plane. We arrived slightly early, uh, which had me very optimistic And I proceeded to wait for four, four hours in the line for immigration to exit Costa Rica. So 
Needless to say, um, being in a line that was moving slower than a turtle um, and navigating that obviously in these pandemic streets um, was a bit of a disappointment and a huge level of frustration. So that meant that I missed my shuttle that I had already paid for in addition to missing the Airbnb from the night prior, um, having to hire a private car on the fly because obviously all of these missed days are adding up to things that I had prepaid for, um, was able to find one, think, thankfully because of the Black Expats in Costa Rica Facebook group, shout out to them, and got this wonderful gentleman with high, high, high remarks, Arturo, shout out to Arturo, uh, for rescuing me and driving me what amounted to be about six hours from San Jose to where I was staying in Playa Chiquita. We'll be right back. Are you a Caribbean American? Are you looking for a podcast that truly speaks to your culture and identity? Look no further than Carry On Friends, the ultimate destination for all things Caribbean American. Hosted by me, Carrie Ann. Dive deep into topics such as culture, heritage, and everyday life through the unique lens of the Caribbean American experience. You'll walk away feeling more connected to your roots. Follow and listen on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American experience. Your Caribbean American community awaits. So the distance from San Jose to Playa Chiquita is about 143 miles. Um, The fact that it took like six something hours. Woo, baby. Um, and, uh, what I also didn't realize, um, is that, uh, the infrastructure in Costa Rica is not what I need, um, in terms of a country that I would want to live in. Um, you know, there's a lot of traffic. There are, I would loosely call them highways with, uh, one, one lane, Um, And so that just means everybody in limited signage, right? So that means like everybody, you know, is on a road. So pedestrians, bicyclists, motorbikes, uh, tanker trucks, etc. So it means things are going really slow in addition to construction. Um, but I love the fact that Arturo was, you know, so engaging. Um, he's a native and was able to really give me a deep understanding, especially since, you know, I told him the purpose of my trip. Um, so, uh, the other challenges were related to the fact that, you know, you can't flush things down the toilet because um, the plumbing system is not uh, where it should be in all parts of the country. And uh, something that I did not know going in. Um, And so that became a bit of a challenge, you know, obviously a challenge that you have to overcome, right? I wasn't going to cut my vacation short um, or my scouting trip. It wasn't a vacation for that purpose. But as I thought about long-term, um, that would be quite challenging. Um, and so fast forward, um, you know, there were other little, little, um, uh, discoveries and I wouldn't say they were like bad discoveries. Um, I did enjoy being in the jungle. I enjoyed, uh, at times, although it got loud, listening to the howling monkeys, There was a lot of torrential rain. Um, Thank goodness for noise-canceling headphones. Um, But a lot of time to be quiet and still. Um, And, you know, again, the the whole purpose of going on a scouting trip, or at least for me, was my goal was, can I see myself living in this country? Can I do the basics of what I need to do without too much friction, you know, so getting cash from the ATM was challenging in terms of distance and transportation. Um, Obviously, I've already talked about the whole plumbing situation and the roads. And so um, there were just 
for me, too many challenges. And then I had an incident where um, the charger to my phone went broke. And so when you're in the jungle, there's no Apple store. (laughs) And, you know, not that I expected one, um, but you know, everybody had smartphones. So I'm like, okay, I can't be the first person out here that ran into uh, this issue. Um, so like, what do you do? Um, so I was able to, to find out or figure out a solve. Um, definitely. And I love, like I said, even with its challenges, and I've had some time in perspective and distance. Um, like I said, I, I'm appreciative of all the people that stepped in to offer information and guidance and support as I navigated, you know, what seemed like um, continued dominoes and frictions, um, friction, uh, including the fact that, Air, uh, not Airbnb, but Uber is illegal there. <laughs> and so that was a whole bit of a challenge with navigating, you know, police constantly, you know, hovering around with the Ubers and the Uber drivers being scared and having a duck and bob and weave. Um, and so really the, the ultimate, um, I guess, point where I was just like, I mean, I had already given up and, and had taken it off the list, but um, I had to go get COVID tested, of course, before um, I came back into the US. And so I scheduled my appointment. Thankfully, um, my intuition told me to go the day before my flight and not the day of, even though everyone was like, oh, you can do it at the airport. Um, so I scheduled it first thing in the morning tried to get to the airport. Uh, I had already gone on this road to get breakfast a few minutes before, and then the road was closed. So I couldn't get an Uber. And so that was like a whole mess and a half. And plus they can't go to the airport because of course, like I said, the police and everything. So anyway, (laughs) my appointment was at noon. I left at 925. I did not get in get to the airport, which was only uh, a mile away until 11. 40 minutes of that was sitting in traffic, got the COVID test, came, got the shuttle to go back to my Airbnb because I didn't bring any of my luggage thinking, hey, it's 920 and I don't have, I have until like 12 to check out, can't possibly take three hours if I already have an appointment and I'm only a mile away from the airport. Wrong. So I get to um, a taxi to take me back the one mile back to my Airbnb. And we sat in traffic for an hour and 20 minutes and only moved a quarter of a mile because traffic was insane. And I asked the driver, like, why? And he said, it's Friday. So there, there was that. (laughs) So I asked him to pull over Uh, Because I knew I had communicated with my Airbnb host and there was somebody who was coming in behind me. And so I was worried about my stuff being moved and or stolen. So um, I asked him to point me in the direction of where I needed to go, gave him his money, jumped out the taxi and ran the um, at that point, whatever it was, uh, three quarters of a mile back to the Airbnb to um, get my stuff before I went to my last destination. Um, and like I said, with the whole plumbing situation, even when I got to the airport, um, you know, those, those toilets weren't cooperating (laughs) either. Um, so like I said, if this was my experience, um, and it just made me think like, okay, if I'm going here and yes, we are still in the middle of the pandemonium, um, and now another round of it with Omicron, And tourism obviously is not at the level that it is during normal times. And so this is like normal-ish traffic with not even a lot of people. It just made me uh, think about, you know, the fact that I couldn't see myself doing that long-term, not just with the day-to-day, but just thinking ahead, like coming back into the country or having to leave the country to go visit Um, or take care of things like I have to be able to move about with some level of 
mm, relative speed and certainty. So going in, I didn't realize that there were so many things that uh, I really needed (laughs) from my place of destination. But I realized a few things that I need. One are, um, you know, the ability to flush things down the toilet was important to me. Uh, an infrastructure, whether it be cell phone communication and roads, that's that's real important to me. Um, so yeah, and not being in uh, a line of immigration like that long, that was very challenging. Um, and like I said, the upside was it required me to think on the fly, but the downside was uh, that was just a lot of challenges. So for anyone who is thinking about going to any destination, think about what your deal breakers are and think about the things that you need to have in your list and on your list. Um, I know that there are people who are also considering, you know, relocating to Turkey, for example. And right now there's a lot of unrest in Turkey. Their dollar is is declining very rapidly. Um, and that's not the only country that is experiencing some level of tumult. Um, but what I would say is just a reinforcement of doing your due diligence, say that 10 times fast, doing your due diligence, making sure you do your homework, um, and also have travel health insurance. Um, as I mentioned, I'm recording this uh, the day before it airs. And so Omicron is now the new variant um, and will soon be, by all estimates, the dominant variant. And so these countries are back to changing their requirements on the fly, whether it is having travel health insurance or requiring uh, a certain amount in order to enter um, of insurance. Um, You want to make sure that you're able to repatriate in the event that you arrive at your destination and you test positive or you need to repatriate to the United States. I was just reading a headline this morning about a um, senator who uh, passed away and they're assuming that it was COVID because he had recently been diagnosed and uh, had contracted it while he was visiting El Salvador, um, but could not get back Uh, to get one of the medicines that he needed um, because it wasn't available in that country. Uh, He was able to uh, repatriate back into the U.S. Um, I'm not sure in the timeline, but all that is to say, you need to protect yourself. Luckily, I have travel insurance, travel health insurance, and we did a video. um, We did um, a webinar on that. I turned it into an episode. I'll link that in the show notes of this for those that need a primer. And I'm also planning to have another session on that in 2022, because I think uh, this underscores the importance of it, um, because there is a distinction between travel insurance and travel health insurance. Um, so yes, I have to like provide all this information to the insurance company and whether I get the money back, you know, that's something that, you know, I'll update, uh, if, if necessary, but you want to make sure that you have some level of peace of mind. If you're encountering any challenges on your journey, make sure if you have travel insurance, Make sure you communicate with your provider, understand what documentation would be required if necessary um, to do a claim so that, you know, you can process those um, expeditiously on your journey. So that's about the short of (laughs) the story on Costa Rica. Um, And like I said, it's, it's not the country for me personally. And I know I've had people on the podcast who have had different experiences, but all that is to say is that your journey is unique to you. While someone's story can be inspiring and bring you to a point where you start to research and you start to figure out whether or not you want to or can see yourself living there, you have to go and take a look. And the best way to do that is to take a trip, not a vacation, like I had nothing else on the agenda, but 
hey, can I do my basic day-to-day stuff here? That was it. No excursions, no resorts, no nothing. I just wanted to make it a no frills. Can I do what I need to do? Um, And for me, that was the best way to move about. Um, Because if I had gone sight unseen, or if I had just stayed at a resort and kind of flew from point, you know, A in San Jose to say Puerto Viejo, what I would have had is a different lens and um, would have learned the hard way that it wasn't a good fit. And there's nothing worse than, um, you know, lost time. You know, the, the purpose of the podcast, the purpose of our community and all of our properties is to serve not only as inspiration and information and empowerment, but it's the cheat code, right? So that you can get to your goal that much faster um, and avoid some of the hurdles that can come um, on this journey. But everything isn't going to be, you know, popcorn and lollipops. You're not going to get off the plane and people aren't going to throw flowers at your feet like you're, um, you know, in a movie. Uh, This is not a utopia wherever your journey is, wherever your journey brings you. So it's really important to do your due diligence. So with that, um, I also wanted to talk about, you know, some of the wonderful things that have come across um, for Blacks of Global this past year. You know, it started off with a feature in BuzzFeed, um, a, a TV appearance on PBS's Basic Black. That was very, very cool. Um, and a feature in the New York Times. I don't know if I'm the first, like, independent podcaster, at least in my genre, to uh, have a feature in the New York Times, but it was such an amazing uh, experience and honor. And uh, being a finalist in two categories, um, probably three now, (laughs) uh, for the Discover Pod Awards, um, it just amazes me the reception that Blacks at Global continues to get. Um, I'm very honored and humbled to be in this space uh, to serve this community in such an amazing and incredible way. You know, I I say this all the time is that I felt like and I feel like this is a calling. And I'm honored to build this together, you know, with you. And so for those of you who are new to Blacks at Global, welcome uh, to those that have been like the OGs. You know, you continue to see the evolution of the platform. And, you know, if you're following us on Instagram um, or you're following us or subscribe to us on YouTube, you're seeing we lean more into building out our YouTube content. And to that end, uh, we are sunsetting our Facebook community. So I'll go into that a little bit. So Blacks of Global has a uh, thriving uh, Facebook group. Uh, there's probably uh, eight and a half, right? 8,500 people uh, in the group. Um, and there's always been this um, tension point for me with the group because, and I'll speak freely, um, because as a, an individual, right, many of us, Uh, use Facebook to communicate with friends and family, or you're in uh, different groups of interest and affinity groups. But as you know, many of you know that I am also a digital marketer. I led digital marketing for uh, the Advil brand for almost four years, as as well as some other household brands. And so as a digital marketer, I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook. And I have spoken and been asked to speak on different forums, um, some radio shows about it from a professional perspective. Um, So for me, as a black content creator, it has been a thorn in my side. Uh, So, you know, one of the things that I grappled with and continue to grapple with um, and not to get too far down the rabbit hole on the technical part is, um, you know, our content, black content creators, our content continues to be suppressed and policed. 
to no end. And it's frustrating to not be able to share things or you share things and the algorithm is suppressing it or flagging things and putting your group at risk. And so that's why I always ask uh, for people when they come into the group to share their email address, because I want to make sure that if you know, Facebook pulled this, flipped the switch tomorrow that I had a way to get to my community. And so I don't spam you guys. I kind of just send you updates about either lives that we're having or episodes that just went live. Um, but it is a way to keep people in community. Um, and it's also for those people that are not on social media to still be plugged into Blacks at Global and our comings and goings. But the thing that I want to underscore for those critics out there is that when anything is free, you are the commodity. Your data, your date of birth, your email address, you know, people put where they're at, you know, where they go to school, all of these things, like what are you surrendering with all of that data? And so as I mentioned, um, you know, a lot of us black content creators, um, you know, and obviously <laughs> you're listening to the Blacks of Global podcast. I'm sure you're listening to and following many other influencers in the space. You may have seen a lot of us are pretty fatigued. Um, you know, it's been quite the challenge navigating it. And again, my lens is a bit different because of the fact that I do this for a living. And so, you know, we have our annual survey and I molded over last year about migrating the group off of Facebook onto another platform, but it was in the early stage of Blacks at Global and there was, you know, obviously a trade-off. Um, but at this stage and phase of where we are, you know, I made the decision, although some folks aren't happy with it and I get it, um, to migrate off and move our community to Mighty Networks. So with Mighty Networks, and shout out to those of you who joined Blacks at Global Passport, our new community, the early adopters, um, it's an algorithm-free platform. So when I or anyone does a post, you're able to see it without, you know, seeing it five days later or only getting a limited view, not getting your notifications. You're able to commune with different members who live close to you. You're able to experience a lot of the same features of Facebook, but it's a paid platform. That's the difference. That's one of the big differences between uh, the two. And why? Why is that important? Well, again, when anything is free, you are the commodity. And I have poured my heart, soul, and money behind Blacks at Global. You know, we have um, our website. Those things cost money. Obviously, producing this podcast and our wonderful editor, shout out Max, um, our virtual assistant. Um, and so um, all of these people, and, and Victoria, all of these people that uh, support Blacks at Global, um, deserve it to be paid. You know, our website has to be maintained. I have to pay somebody who does some of the SEO because I have other things going on. Um, and, you know, let's not forget, I'm trying to get out of this piece too. So yes, it's a paid platform. And no, I'm not going to be absorbing the costs of um, migrating things anymore. And so I strongly feel those that pay, pay attention. And so for those that are serious about moving abroad, this is their way to um, be able to get, um, you know, to some degree, a higher level of service. And the great thing about a subscription is, you know, you join, you know, you join for a month, you may only need us for a, a few months, you know, and you can go in somewhere else. Um, you can always come back. Um, the goal is for you to stay, of course. Um, but for those that have come into Blacks at Global early adopters, we've done some wonderful things that it's hard to execute in a group of a big size. And again, a group where um, you have people that might be um, hiding under veiled anonymity, not really serious about moving and things like that. Um, and so it, we were able to do our first book club, Get Good With Money by Tiffany the Budgetnista. 
And I have to say, it was such a transformative experience. Um, One, going through the book club with our members in Passport, but two, the richness of the conversations. Like we met every two weeks, we went through chapters together, had these prompts and questions, and you know, some light bulb moments happened, you know, where people realized that, you know, their situation was either their financial situation was either better than they thought or worse than they thought, or there was some leakage. Um, And just the ability to have conversations with people, you know, there were members that, you know, shared that, They were able to either, you know, discover a side hustle or um, get rid of some bills that, you know, they didn't even subscriptions that they didn't realize they had. Or, you know, one that just warms my heart was a member in particular that was able to realize that there was some work that needed to be done and started having, you know, money date nights with, you know, her husband And it deepened their relationship because that was like, you know, a source of shame, you know, in some ways. And so that was like, you know, being able to sit in that space and think like, wow, this is, you know, a profound and transformative impact that you can have in a closed community that warmed my heart. And so it also affirmed that this was the right decision. It's not going to be the decision and right thing for everyone, right? And that's okay. And we have 99% of our community is free. So our website still exists, blacksaglobal.com. Obviously, the podcast is free wherever you're listening to podcasts. Uh, Our YouTube channel obviously is available and free. Uh, and our Instagram and, you know, Instagram is still owned by Facebook. Not sure how long that will, you know, will be there. Cause there's obviously still some suppression there. Um, but it goes back to what I said in the beginning, you have the right to change things. Every day we wake up, we change. You're not the person you were a, a week ago, a year ago, a day ago, a month ago. And so as a, content creator, as a business owner, sometimes you have to make decisions that aren't popular, but you know, you have to stand in your conviction. And so my conviction tells me that this is the right thing to do. Um, the people that are in passport are enjoying it. And even if they're, they weren't, it's an opportunity for them to interface with me um, in a more accessible way. And one of the other things that I love about it is it gives our community an opportunity to lead. So for example, our upcoming book club is going to be led by a member. Um, And so this is a way to kind of spread the the load a a little bit too. um, Because even though, you know, there were critics about um, our move off of, Facebook to um, Passport, I didn't see anybody stand up and and hand raise and say they wanted to be um, a co-moderator and take some of the weight off of Victoria, who has served in that capacity from day one, Um, or, you know, donate to offset some of the costs associated with uh, creating a lot of our content, you know, and so... Uh, Again, uh, being a leader also does or being a leader does not mean that you have to bear the load. Being a leader is leading by example and you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. So I don't want to ever get to a point with this community and with this podcast and with this platform to the point where the cons outweigh the pros and I have to walk away. Um, I don't want to do that. And so it's important to make sure that this stays viable and sustainable. And for those that are looking for a different community, hey, I understand. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, my ego is not in that. I've, I've also shared that, you know, Shar Winter, who's been on this podcast, and we're going to do a, a collaboration very soon, has the wonderful expat app. And so please, and I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes of this episode as well. You know, I'm on it. Please go and support us. We are building platforms that are separate and apart from the major players 
uh, not to, you know, fatten our coffers, but because we understand the importance of ownership. And to that end, and you heard it in the previous episode that I had my conversation with Juanita Ingram about her show, Expat International Ingrams, we have to start to own our intellectual property. Because if we don't, we can't sit there and expect uh, other people to solve our problems. And again, um, you know, we, we have to be able, if we want to talk about, you know, creating different pathways for ourselves and opportunities and generational wealth, etc. this is our time. You know, the conversations that we're having and the information shared in Passport is really, and that was the genesis, was really to focus in on the one of, if not the biggest pain point for people who are looking to move abroad is money, how to get it, how to make more investing, um, you know, finding ways to support yourself abroad. Like there are deeper level conversations that we're able to have on a closed platform that is not mined by a multi-trillion dollar corporation um, and where you have face-to-face conversations with people um, and not, you know, images without faces. Um, There's a deeper level of authenticity that I I crave um, and thankfully it vibes with Um, our members. And so with that, I invite anyone who is interested in joining us. Blacks, the global passport is available on iOS and Android as an app, download mighty networks and search blacks, global passport. Again, I'll link to that in the show notes. You can also find a link to blacks, global passport on our website. So With that, I also wanted to, because I know there was an influx of people that came into the group around the time that I was in Florida. Um, For some of you um, who know, I was caring for my mother who had uh, surgery. So I was there for several weeks, um, literally days after coming back from uh, Costa Rica. Um, And so uh, that Y East, I'm going to (laughs) say, is his name on uh, TikTok. Shout out to you for including Blacks of Global on your TikTok Um, And thank you to the members that have joined. Um, I hope to see you in Passport. Uh, The group will be archived. The Facebook group will be archived. It will not be deleted. So you'll still be able to, if you're already a member, you'll still be able to search and access content. It just means that no new people will be admitted. Um, And again, you can commune with us on YouTube and all of our other properties, um, our blogs, um, our podcast, um, etc. So I also want to talk about uh, some of the awesome collaborations that took place this year. Um, Awesome collaborations. Shout out to Stephanie Perry and Rashida Dow for an amazing, amazing Exodus Homecoming I was so, so thrilled to um, have our conversation that we had on YouTube. I had Rashida on the podcast this season, and I hope you saw her uh, vignette that she did, her feature on CNBC. Also, shout out to Stephanie on her recent feature in Essence Magazine. Um, Our guests do wonderful things. Um, Also, shout out to uh, Tamika, my coach. Um, She was on Rachel Ray. Um, There is just so much wonderfulness that goes along with this community. And also another collaboration. I did a live recently with uh, Libria Jones. Actually, while I was in Florida, I did my live with Libria And I also recorded my episode with Juanita, Um, you know, and this is also a preview for me uh, of being able to take the show on the road, um, because once I'm abroad, you know, just being able to test and learn for myself, being able to um, be on the go on this platform, etc. So, you know, Libria is doing such amazing things with helping people get remote work, find remote opportunities, Uh, definitely follow her and also get the uh, remote work bundle. I'll link that as well in the show notes, as well as the link to Exodus 
Homecoming. I believe you are still able to get replays. So I'll include that. All of these things are great resources. And so um, there will be more of that in 2022, more collaborations, um, more content, um, some more amazing conversations. And uh, despite, like I mentioned at the top of uh, this this episode, some recent personal challenges, I am now at an emotional uh, place where I feel like, you know, I'm ready to put pen to paper and I already started sketching um, as of yesterday, uh, season four. Season four will be airing in the spring. I don't have an exact date um, and I'm not too putting too much on my plate right now. As I mentioned, um, personal challenges, I want to acknowledge uh, the recent and uh, unexpected passing of my sister-in-law, Jen. Um, rest in peace. You're a wonderful human being and you're deeply, deeply missed and loved. Um, shout out to my brother, Damone, and, you know, want to uh, give his, give my support, obviously, to him and to Jen's uh, children. Um, but again, she was a wonderful woman who left um, an indelible mark on our family And uh, for that, I want to make sure that I give myself uh, the right time and space um, because we are in the winter months and death of any kind is not easy to um, deal with. And it's especially in the midst of many other challenges. Um, And I mentioned those at the beginning of season three. Um, that, you know, I had a cousin that passed away earlier this year, a a neighbor I was very fond of. Um, and so closing out this year with that, um, like I said, the compounding of it, um, requires me to take a little bit of space, but, you know, like I said, everything in life is a process and there's change. And so I'm proud of myself. I didn't think that I would uh, be able to record the season finale, um, when, a similar set of circumstances happened earlier in the spring. I delayed my episode for a few weeks because I wasn't in the right headspace. Um, and so I am glad that I'm able to express this and, and also stay on schedule um, to provide this wonderful content. And I hope it continues to inspire you wherever you are in the world, wherever you are in your journey. Whether you're an aspiring expat, uh, an expat, a burgeoning expat, um, a longtime listener, (laughs) it doesn't matter where you are in your journey. I am grateful to you for being a part of this community, for taking time out of your busy day to, to listen, to be inspired, to leave a review. Uh, for those of you who do that, thank you. Um, I hope to continue to be uh, an, a source to elevate, amplify, and inspire, as well as empower uh, the voices and stories of members of the African diaspora who choose, emphasis on choose, choose to live this life. Um, I look forward to sharing more about my upcoming scouting trip. That'll probably be part of our season four content. And like I said, be on the lookout for that in the spring. Um, I may also come back a little early. I have some other things that I had uh, in the hopper that I'm I'm trying to think through uh, how and when to share. But um, like I said, because of the challenges of being a black content creator in these streets, Uh, I am taking a much needed mental break um, for a bit. Um, But that said, not entirely a break. Um, Our Facebook group is closing as of 1230. And I was hoping to do more of a big bang. um, But like I said, with the emotional uh, challenges and and recent um, events, it prevented me from from getting there. And um, 
So I did and I have uh, mustered up enough uh, strength and mental capacity to have a vision board party. I wanted to end this with a bang. So on December 30th, we will have a vision board party. It will be hosted on YouTube and bring your glue sticks and poster boards and photos and crayons, markers, whatever floats your boat. Um, and gather it, join me on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, and it's your opportunity to cast your vision for your life. What's changing? What do you want to accomplish? Um, what do you see as the vision for your life in 2022 and beyond? Um, you are the architect of your life and yes, you cannot control for any and all circumstances, but the things that you do have agency over, this is your opportunity to chart a new path, whether it is your physical location, whether it is a job, whether it is an emotional issue that you want to make progress and traction on, um, money, you know, and we'll, we'll be having more content around that in our passport group. Um, I have some really exciting things coming afoot for our passport members. This is your time. And so I couldn't think of a better way to close out our chapter on Facebook um, and usher in a new era um, for our extended community. Um, so I hope you will join me there. Uh, again, I look forward to a nice hopefully quiet and easy close to 2021 and look forward to a prosperous and exciting 2022. Um, and so I'll leave you with this. Make sure you take the time and whatever time you need to take care of yourself, to put the oxygen mask on yourself. And sometimes that's not easy, particularly if you feel that you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. But I want to underscore the importance of that. Thank you for listening to the Black Sea Global Podcast. For more information on today's episode, be sure to visit our website at blacksitglobal.com. It's not only possible to live out your dreams unbothered and in full color, it is your birthright wherever you go. So with that, I bid you a wonderful holiday season. And I can't wait. I cannot wait to come back with season four. And let me tell you, I started sketching it out yesterday. Mm-mm-mm. Honey, honey. <laughs> so... Until then, are you trying to sort out health plans, banking, VPN, and other connectivity for your move abroad? Well, have no fear. We've got you with the Move Abroad Starter Kit. Get yours today at blacksitglobal.com slash resources. That's blacksitglobal.com slash resources.